Welcome to Living Southern Oregon, a podcast dedicated to discovering and exploring all Southern Oregon has to offer. I'm your host, Simona Fino, and I will be introducing you to the people who live here, the things they love, and what makes Southern Oregon a magical place to call home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Living Southern Oregon. So today I have with me Ben and Lori Grable. They are the owners of Remotion Winery in Jacksonville, and they are here with their two boys, Quinn, who is nine, and Dylan is 21 months. They moved to Southern Oregon in June of 2012. Ben is an anesthesiologist and winemaker, and Lori is a yoga teacher. They love all of the outdoor activities Southern Oregon has to offer, everything from triathlons to biking, running, and they also love open water swim at Applegate Lake. So without further ado, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. so much. So you moved here in 2012, so you've been here for a little bit, and I'm curious how you found Southern Oregon. What brought you out this way? Where were you before? So we both grew up in the Northwest. I am from the Seattle area. Laura is from the Central Valley of California. And we moved here from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We moved out there and spent nine years there while I was completing my uh, medical training. And we knew we wanted to come back somewhere on the West Coast. And we both ideally wanted to avoid large towns. So when I was looking for anesthesiology jobs, we looked for small towns on the West Coast which had active cardiac surgery programs because I was coming from a cardiothoracic anesthesiology Mm -hmm. fellowship and Medford really fit the bill. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of all those qualities that that brought us to uh, put Medford on our list. When we came out to interview, I was very, very happy with the area and the group. And I told Lori that I drug her to Pittsburgh for nine years. I can live here. I can live in a couple of other places, including Eugene. You choose. All right. <laughs> and I chose here. And you chose here. Yeah. Excellent. So we spent a little time in Ashland. Ben had some close family friends from he'd known for years and years that lived in Ashland. And I instantly fell in love with Ashland. And then we came to Medford for a bit. And we only, I think we passed through Jacksonville on our way out to go wine tasting in the Applegate. And mm. we stopped at the Pony Espresso mm-hmm. coffee shop. And they happened to have a flyer for the upcoming Brit season posted. And we were just completely blown away (laughs) by everything that the area had to offer, by the bands that were coming through, by, you know, the sweetness of little Jacksonville. I don't know. I think it was during that moment that I said, we have to live here. We have to live here. And Ben was like, okay, don't get too excited yet. Let's just (laughs) hang on. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Jacksonville is such a sweet town. And the Brit gets a ton of great artists. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. We love it. I think we've gone to, did we go to five shows this year? I think you went to five and I went to four. Yeah. All right. It it is really just a hidden gem in Southern Oregon. It is. Yeah. The views from up there and like I said, the quality of music that they get, it's pretty amazing. So you came and you started work as anesthesiologist. Were you already doing your yoga? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started teaching yoga in 2006, I think. So I'd already been teaching a long time. And mm-hmm. It was one of the first things I did when we moved to town was get linked up with a studio that was Rasa Yoga, and they're unfortunately no longer in business. But after a handful of years, I started my own kind of my own private business and 
just teach in and around Jacksonville. Excellent. And so you're still doing that. Yeah. Where not as much these yes. days with the business and the kids, but a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah Our so, lives are very full. Let's just say that. Yeah. So how, <laughs> what got you interested in wine? Well, I think we both kind of caught the wine bug when we were at the end of our college careers in Santa Barbara, mm. tasting mm. in the San Ynez Valley. From there, I actually moved to New Zealand for most of a year and bartended there and got really into uh, New Zealand wines and was sent to some courses um, in uh, wine appreciation by the restaurant I worked at. So when we came back here, we both had a, a love and an interest in wine, and then we moved to Pittsburgh. Um, (laughs) so back in the day uh, before there was craigslist people actually bought things off of a newspaper called (laughs) the penny saver Uh i do remember the penny saver (laughs) so i saw an ad for a wine press as i was browsing through the penny saver while i was at the beginning of medical school and said hey let's go pick up a wine press and see what we can do with it and so me and three of my medical school buddies went to this old Italian family's home in the suburbs of Pittsburgh and hauled out this giant cast iron wine press that took three of us to get up this flight of stairs and brought it home. And at that point, it was kind of a, well, we've got this thing. Let's figure out how to make wine. And so we we sought out a couple of local people in Pennsylvania to kind of get uh, get our bearings and where to start. And we're told to go down to this warehouse district when wine grapes came in from California in the fall. And you had to get there very early in the morning. And there were a bunch of um, mainly old Italian families that were there haggling for grapes. And the the first couple of years, it was it was interesting kind of trying to figure out how to, to get the, the best grapes and, <laughs> you know, not step on anyone's feet. We, we kind of learned through trial and error and read some books and just kind of went for it. Awesome. I love it. And I love that you drug that thing up flights of stairs for one. <laughs> well, I think the man, I don't remember how much he charged, but he said, you can have it for $200. No, nope, it was a hundred bucks. Oh and he just said, if you, you move it, if you, yeah. if you move it and if you don't use it, you don't sell it for any more than that. You let it go for a hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fair. It was, yeah, it was quite something. It's actually, yeah. You know, we've told so many stories about it. Recently, a local artist asked if she could paint a picture of it. Oh, ah, <laughs> really neat. Yeah, that would be really cool. So you started winemaking there. So was the three of you doing that together then? It was the two of us at that point. Quinn okay. was not in existence yet. Okay. So it was the two of us and friends, um, and it was just it was a basement hobby, like literally mm-hmm. a basement hobby. Yeah. And we were making you know twenty, twenty five gallons of wine a year. Okay. And that's kind of where we were when we moved out here. When we, we got here, we got linked up with one of the surgeons that I work with who had a vineyard. And he had some grapes that were in excess for the year. And we went out and picked them. And that was our, our first vintage here. And that was 2012. Yeah. So right away. Yeah. yeah. So did you know you were moving to... A wine area? Yes. Or, yes, okay. That was part That's, of the draw. Okay. For sure. I was going to say. <laughs> yes, that was actually very exciting about the area. To go from having our grapes shipped across the country to living in a region where great grapes are grown and we had access to them was really amazing. Yeah. Excellent. Because so, if we were making good wine, I mean, it was pretty good wine that we shared with our friends and family. 
from the groups that were shipped, you know, we thought, well, what's possible here? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So 2012 was your first Southern Oregon vintage. Yeah. Very much a hobbyist vintage. <laughs> <laughs> we were still renting equipment and yeah. I think, did you borrow somebody's pickup truck to haul all the grapes in? Jeez, I don't even remember. We enlisted friends, our, like new friends already yeah. were helping us. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And then how did it come about to start Remotion? I mean, you both obviously have busy lives and things going on. So adding a, a winery, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Well, we, I guess me in particular, I, I was frustrated about my lack of knowledge and lack of training given that I was more or less self-educated in winemaking. And so I entered the UC Davis Extensions um, mm. Enology and Viticulture Program. And while I was doing that, towards the end of it, I ended up taking some time off of my, my day job as a doctor to work with Brian Wilson for a harvest internship at Danson while he was their winemaker. And after finishing those two things, we just kind of had a discussion about, you know, wh where do we want this to go? There's only, there's only so much we can do with it as a hobby before we're just limited by the, the equipment in terms of resources as to what we can do and the quality of wine that we can produce. Or we take the leap and figure out a way to make this into a business and then have the resources and the equipment and the knowledge to make the best one possible from the fruit that we're getting, which was fantastic. Yeah. And so how long has Remotion been in business? When did you open your doors? Well, our first vintage was 2018, and we didn't start releasing wines till 2020. And we started off pouring them out of Relic Winery, they're friends of ours, and Ben has made some of their wines, and we're using cold storage there. And so they were just really supportive and really kind and wanting to help us get get a start. And then we opened our tasting room in April of 2022. All right. Congratulations. Thanks. Yay. That's <laughs> yeah. It's been really fun. There's a steep learning curve. Mm -hmm. but, As with any business, yeah. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like overall we've just been really supported by all of the local wineries, the community of Jacksonville, all of our friends, our family. It's been a really, really cool experience so far. And so when is the, do you have, when is the tasting room open just for listeners so that they know when yeah. they can be coming by and sure. checking things out? It's open Wednesday through Sunday and our Wednesday, Thursday hours are a little bit limited, but it's on our website. Um, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we've got, um, longer periods mm -hmm. of opening time. Excellent. And we're open a little bit later than some other tasting rooms. We're open until eight o'clock on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. That's exactly oh, so it's awesome. a great place to come hang out. That is. And we do some limited food pairings as well. So we have a, a cheese plate, charcuterie plate. So it's a great place to just come and hang out, grab a glass of wine, sit, have a conversation and have some food. Excellent. And yeah. we're family friendly. So that's been really fun. One of the things we offer is Italian sodas and these kids' charcuterie plates that have gummy bears on them. And <laughs> they've been really popular with our son and his friends. And Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I have to say that I really appreciate about Southern Oregon vineyards and, and wineries is that they are family-friendly. 
I don't know, I, I lived in Sonoma County for years and spent a lot of time in that area, and not all of them feel very family-friendly. Right. And it's nice to be able to have your kids with you at times. So right. I love that. I think I think a lot of the places around here, we've got a, a different vibe. And mm-hmm. Especially in our tasting room, our goal is really to make people feel welcome and comfortable and and be able to drink good quality wine in an atmosphere that doesn't feel stuffy or, you know, overly serious. Yeah. I think this is really interesting because I was not alive at this point, but I've been told by a number of people that where the Rogue Valley is right now in terms of wine production is where Napa Valley was back in the 70s. And in reading Robert Mondavi's biography, mm-hmm. I really think that's probably pretty accurate. We are We're still... In most most senses, first generation wine growers. So we are we're very experimental. We're we're very playful, mm-hmm. and we're not stuffy. We we are very very family oriented, and it's not uncommon anywhere in this valley for you to go to a tasting room and you're going to meet the winemaker pouring mm-hmm. wine behind that bar, and that's how that's how it was in California, and that's how it is here right now. And I think we're in a really special time here. Yeah, I like that you pointed that out. Thank you. Because I, I, I didn't, I've not heard that before, but I definitely feel a huge difference mm-hmm. between the two. And this area is special that way. Mm-hmm. It's really special that way. So tell me, you moved uh, to, to, you were talking about Jacksonville in particular. Is that why you wanted the winery to be in Jacksonville? Because of your love for Jacksonville. What are some of the other things about Jacksonville that you love? You know, it just, it feels like such a quaint community, and I think we kind of joked when we first moved here that it felt like a scene from a movie or something. You'd walk through the streets and everybody would wish each other a good morning, or Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't long before we couldn't go anywhere without running into people that we knew, and was are you laughing, what was the movie? The Funny Farm. Funny Farm. But I mean, it's, it's. it's beautiful from from our house. We can we can go for a run, and end up on the Brit trails, mm-hmm. and or a hike, you know. But it, it's it's so quick and easy to get to one of the most beautiful spots around, and then it's surrounded by just this really charming little town where, for the most part, everybody seems to be really open minded mm-hmm. and kind and mm-hmm. um, supportive of each other and. Mm-hmm encouraging of new businesses and new mm-hmm. endeavors and I, I can't imagine us doing this anywhere else and also I mean it's so easy that it's so close to home yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is nice to have it close to home yeah and sure. with our, our very full lives I think it's really helpful to push the easy button from time to mm-hmm. time yeah absolutely well you need to yeah I mean it's otherwise you it's too much yeah. yeah I feel like there's an interesting kind of generational shift that's happening in Jacksonville yeah. right now where there's a lot of younger business owners that are taking over for people that, you know, spent their lives here and are now retiring. And I think it's a a really unique and interesting opportunity for all of us. And there is very much a a community and collegial feel to it where Mm. I feel like all of our small businesses want to work together to, to make this successful for everyone. It doesn't feel competitive. It just feels like a community that wants to grow and succeed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is important when, when for communities, because if you have that energy there, 
then a community can grow. And it's, you know, speaking to that shift, one of the first ways that I met people when I first moved here was through a book club. Mm -hmm. And I was part of that for a handful of years and met some really interesting women. And uh, it was all women. And then, of course, life just got busy and, you know, it was not part of, not spending a lot of time reading, let alone going mm -hmm. to, you know, book club meetings. Mm -hmm. But the reason I mention it is now there are four of us have open businesses in Jacksonville. Wow. That's a, that's a high percentage. Five years or <laughs> <Right>? something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. The bookstore, the writer's room, the toy store, uh, uh -huh. and the tasting room. Yeah. And we all have that connection. It's fantastic. Yeah, the bookstore is great. Rebel Heart? Yes. Rebel yeah. Heart. Love Rebel Heart. Yes, we do too. Yeah, we'll definitely put that in the show notes because I want people to go check that spot yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. And then the new toy store is really sweet. I don't know if you've I haven't been yet. in yet. I have yeah, an alpaca. Happy alpaca. Happy alpaca. Yeah. Something alpaca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, we have high hopes for them because they've really changed the kind of the whole attitude of the place and it's just it's really cute really i'll have nice to go job. check it out yeah. so you do a lot in in the area outdoors you both are obvious outdoor enthusiasts um tell me about some of the things we were talking about i mentioned in the in the introduction biking and running and what are some of your favorite places to do that well i think shortly after our son Quinn was born maybe within that first year i remember ben saying hey we should do triathlons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how things go in our relationship. We tend to egg each other on a lot of the time. We're uh, co-conspirators and adventure. And, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and so Ben had already done some biking. We'd both been runners for a time. We'd both been swimmers for a time. He had much longer than I had. I hadn't been on a bike in, in ages. But that was kind of what started this whole you know, triathlon tradition. So we learned a lot about a lot of different air, local areas through doing that. What have been some of your favorites? The fun thing about road biking is I don't feel like I'm giving up secrets here. Kind of like mountain biking. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep people off the trails. So everybody, come out and ride the Sterling Creek Loop. Yes. Um, it is beautiful. It is remote. It's great, challenging terrain. And the more bikes we get out there, the safer it gets. Mm. I agree. I love that yeah. loop. That uh, I used to do. I used to live in Applegate, so I would ride mm. from Hamilton Road mm. and out that loop. And it is. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, and the for people to start watching for bikes on two thirty eight would be really amazing because I always feel yeah. it's kind of treacherous. Yeah, I would love to see bike lanes. Maybe someday. I know I came from the Bay Area where biking, road biking is a little, you know, more intense. And got here and was like, oh, 238, no problem. And rode it for a, a little bit, did a few rides, and then realized, yeah, there, there's not a whole, there's no... Yeah. Path, yeah, there's no path for bikers there. It's it, people go really, really fast, yeah. and it just doesn't feel quite as safe as it would if there was. Even locally on Old Stage Road for us, we mm. keep thinking it would be amazing for them to yeah. put in a bike lane so people that live out here could easily get to Jacksonville. And mm -hmm. we do, we ride it and we run it, and I even push a jogging stroller on it, but. You know, as our boys are getting older, I don't think I'd ever feel safe letting them just ride their bike into town. No. You know? 
Yeah. And even Main Street into Medford from Jacksonville. I mean, it'd be great Ooh. to have a bike lane mm-hmm. there, you know, encourage bike commuting. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then swimming, you do, you were, we were just talking about up at the lake. What are, Do you have any other spots that you enjoy doing open water? Or? That's really the main one. I mean, we don't get up to Lake of the Woods often, but I think it would be a really mm. fantastic spot to swim. We've done it a couple of times, and it's always been a little bit off-season. And most of the time, I felt like I was going to die because it was so cold. <laughs> In Lake of the Woods? But it's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, Lake yeah, of the Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is cold. I've, I've only dunked in once, and it was... It was real cold. Yeah, I, I think in the future we'd love to explore more lakes, but Applegate is kind of our go-to, and mm-hmm. we're so limited in time right now that that's kind of our that's our backyard, right. and that's where we go and we mm-hmm. have the time to do it. Yeah. yeah. The last time we went, we brought Quinn, our nine-year-old, and a stand-up paddleboard, and it was really neat. We we took turns. We didn't want to leave him, but we took turns doing our swims, and then he, of course, was able to paddle around on the board and do a little swimming himself, and he's. You know, he's he's taking a bit of interest in triathlons as well. He just did his first try a try Very uh, this cool. past weekend, so that was cool. I didn't even know they had those for kids. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, they're for yeah. everybody, any age, because yeah. it can be intimidating, I think, especially especially the water portion of it, I think, would be particularly intimidating. And But he was, yeah. He, he was, was great. great. Like Lori said, it was not just kids. It was... There were plenty of adults as well who wanted to try the the multi-sport racing thing without having it be competitive. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was all camaraderie and just friendly and safe and everybody encouraging everyone yeah. else. It was a lot of fun. And this isn't necessarily Southern Oregon, but the Best in the West racing group puts on the most amazing events and they're, they're based out of Eugene or Corvallis? Corvallis. Corvallis. Okay. And so every year for the past seven or so, I guess, with the, you know, except COVID, COVID, that's what we've done in September. We've gone to their big event in Sweet Home. And this year, everybody did something. Even our our little toddler did this little splash and dash and (laughs) got to run across the finish line and get a medal. (laughs) So we are trying to get best in the west race group to take over what was the granite man at applegate lake and resurrect that off-road triathlon it was an amazing race in an amazing location right around father's day every year in june and it is it's died out over the covid years unfortunately and it is a, a missed opportunity for this this area and this community and all of the the athletes in this area it, it's beautiful and what was that one called again? Granite Man. Granite Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and it was a triathlon. Mm-hmm. An off-road triathlon that you did the swim in the Applegate Lake, and then you did the, the run and a mountain bike on the trails surrounding the lake. Oh, beautiful. Those, those hikes and those biking trails are gorgeous out there. Yes. Nice. Granite Man. Okay, someone needs to bring it back. That's <laughs> the official notice. <laughs> Well, other, I would love to hear about other places in the Rogue Valley that you've explored, especially with kids. You know, a lot of people come to this area with families, and I think this is a wonderful area for families. What are some of the things that you found that you enjoy and appreciate doing with kids? 
Let's divide this into city things and outside city things. Okay. There you go. That That's, sounds good. Yeah. Okay. You want to go first? You know, our our own property in our backyard has been a, a big a big favorite with the kids, and we've got neighbors with horses locally, so mm. it's always fun to go for walks and pet the horses. We love getting the kids out hiking when we can. We've gone to Brit and the uh, Jacksonville Forest Park. Mm-hmm. Quinn's done some camps up there, and he's, he has a love for it. And the toddler can get, you know, be on the backpack on her back, and the dog can pretty much run free up there. Mm-hmm. And well, it's the lake, of course. And then the boat. We got a boat a few years back, mm-hmm. and so just taking the kids out to Lost Creek Lake or Lake of the Woods or just over the border in California. Shh! Don't mention. Sorry, James, <laughs> cut that one out. Um, <laughs> we've got a wake surf boat, and so we've we've done some wake surfing with, obviously, the older one, not quite the younger one yet, but he does, the toddler does love riding the boat, and he does love floating around with his little life jacket. Water play with kids is just the best. Yeah. And this, all the spray parks, too, of course, are kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That city, though. So, yeah, more in town, um, Doc Griffin Park in Jacksonville has just kind of been a staple for our family since we moved here with kids. And there are other parks, too. I think Hawthorne Park, I think there there have been some concerns about safety there, but it, it is a beautiful park. There's something for everyone. The spray park there is great, and we've never had any, any concerns for safety. Bear Creek Park is another great one in Medford. Mm-hmm. And our older son, Quinn, actually has one of the, the sponsor placards there when they were rebuilding the park that was donated by my parents. So his name is there for the rest of his life and our lives mm-hmm. and hopefully forever. In terms of like more indoor stuff, the new Kid Time is fantastic. Mm. Oh, it's the um, Children's Museum I'm sorry, now. Children's yeah. Museum. Okay. Yeah, that's neat. Um, and, and is that Medford? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The new children's museum. Um, oh, the go kart place. What's it called? <laughs> road karting. Road karting. Oh yes. my gosh. Uh-huh. That, is a, <laughs> that is a, a <laughs> must go to for anybody that likes to drive. It's like a few times a year kids. kind of thing, but oh my gosh, he adores that place. I was just there. Were you? Just this afternoon for uh huh for our Rockwell real estate team <laughs> event. Cool. But I'll tell you what, I didn't <laughs> didn't drive. The first time I ever did it, I got a little too aggressive and (laughs) (laughs) smashed into the wall and cracked or broke my rib. I don't really know. It knocked the wind out of me and it really knocked me out for a while. I mean, yeah, it was... I was slow moving after that, so be careful. Don't get too aggressive when you go. Okay, so I was was the opposite. I was... um, I was terrified. I was clenching the wheel, and there were all these aggressive teenagers who kept crashing into me, and I was just doing my darndest to stay out of everybody else's way. And I remember I finished, and I think Ben said to me, wow, that was some careful driving. (laughs) So now I go, and I I enjoy watching the kids. (laughs) So you walked out without broken ribs, though, right? It's true. I did. <laughs> um, the other place I want to mention is the Rogue Rock Gym. Mm-hmm. Um, great place for, for kids and adults, really. They do camps for kids during the summertime. And our oldest did a camp there this summer and absolutely loved it. Excellent. Yeah. I have been there a couple times myself, and it's, it's a good gym. Yeah. So we haven't 
done anything like officially at Miner's Bazaar, but have you heard about Miner's Bazaar? I have, and I've been there, and I actually did an interview with, with Rosie. Rosie. Okay. Yes. Because they're yeah. right next door to our tasting room, uh-huh. and Quinn loves to just go in and look around and explore, and then Dylan, the toddler, likes to do the same. He, We can't have him in our tasting room too often because he tries to bust out and run down the road. <laughs> <laughs> But if we're close behind, he loves to go up the steps to Miner's Bazaar and pop in and say hello and yeah, look at what they've got there. Yeah, their place is wonderful. Yeah, it's neat. such a sweet spot. And, and I think that is a great example of how Jacksonville businesses are really working together. Mm. They are. They have been so supportive of us ever since we moved in, and us of them. And I think it's going to be a fantastic opportunity to pair together our our small areas to do events together mm-hmm. and really bring in a significant number of people for so for some really fun times. Yeah. 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 I love what they do there. I love going in there and I mean, I've even gone in there just to, to do some work mm-hmm. and kind of hang out and just be in that environment because it feels creative. It has that vibe of course, because it's an artist space. Right. And I always love checking out the new art that they have in there and and I love supporting them. Because yeah. I think what they're doing is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Miner's Bazaar. Everybody go and have a have a cold beer on the front porch in the rocking chair. I love, yeah. love that whole setup there. And then it's just so sweet come too. next door for a glass of wine. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, if you think, do you have anything else you want to add for reasons why people should move here? (laughs) I always love uh, just introducing folks. That's kind of my goal with this is introducing folks to new places. And I know for myself, even doing this podcast, I've learned so much about this area and different places that I didn't know existed, which has been great. Yeah. One other really kind of unique and cool community event that Jacksonville does every year on Halloween is these haunted trolley tours. And it's a really cool way to explore Jacksonville, celebrate Halloween, and learn a little bit of kind of the haunted history of, of our little town. And if you if you have any time to do it, I would highly recommend it. It's it's very, very cool. So they're looking they're driving around and taking you to haunted places? Is that kind exactly. of or by and telling you, you the stories? They tell you a story, Ooh. and you show up at the site, and they have people in character acting out roles at the individual sites. It is very cool. We we have taken kids on it before. I think some kids might find it a little frightening, um, <laughs> but it is very cool, and I would highly recommend it. Ever since we've lived here, I feel like I have met so many people who are in a similar position that love the area have creative minds and have started small businesses or Etsy shops or have started, you know, going to the, the Rogue Valley farmers markets, or I guess the growers markets mm-hmm. or it's, it's really interesting. It just seems like a gathering of great creative minds around mm-hmm. here. I agree. There's a lot, there's a lot of talent. There is. There's a lot of talent there, in this yeah, area. There really is. And for the most part, not a lot of ego going along with that talent. Yeah. yeah. And it's accessible. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's accessible. It's not, it's not far reaching, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it's, I love that. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I appreciate it. And thank thanks you. for being on the show. And thanks for having us. Yeah. So everyone get out to Remotion Winery and go do it. You offer tastings, I imagine, yes. as well as glasses and like you were saying, charcuterie. So yes. go and open till eight o'clock. That, my friends, Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. that is a good, a good thing because so many close at five. So it's awesome to have it open till eight. That's fantastic. Yay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, we will be back again next week with another episode. And so until then, have a great one. This podcast is produced by Simona Fino and co-produced by James Dedakis and Jaded Media. Original music by Samuel Lawrence.